0: Welcome to the Your Lifestyle Medics podcast. We're Taisia and Marissa and we're GPs and lifestyle medicine doctors based in beautiful New Zealand. Join us as we explore food, lifestyle, well-being and more to find out what you can do to start living your best life today.
1: Hello and welcome to Your Lifestyle Medics podcast. My name's Tysia. And I'm Marissa. And today we are welcoming Dr. Samantha Newman, who is a doctor working in the Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. Samantha is a GP who works in the women's health space and runs a clinic called Female GP, which focuses on women's health issues, including gynecological and sexual health, as well as treatments for perimenopause and menopause. And today our topic is about exercising for your cycle.
2: Welcome, Samantha. Hi. Thanks for having Hi. me on today. excited no problem, to have no. a chat about this.
0: We're so happy to have you back on. We'll just say for the listeners, we've um, this this podcast builds on a previous episode we've done with Samantha, where she did an incredible job explaining just how hormones change throughout the menstrual cycle. Um, so it's worth having a listen to that one first, because this one builds on that information. Um, and we're super stoked to have Sam back on again today. So thanks so much for joining us, Sam.
2: Ah, oh, no worries. As I said in the last one, any opportunity um, to talk about women's health. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, so... Yeah.
0: We're the same. Any opportunity to talk about lifestyle stuff, we were like, we could talk all day. <laughs> I
2: know, I know, it's bad, isn't it? But I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> oh. so today um, we're we're having a wee um, chat
1: about. Sorry, Rosa. <laughs>
2: you go <laughs> no no I was gonna say we're,
1: we're talking about exercising your cycle and I think some people um probably are not as aware about this topic but I think it's a really important one um and yeah I would love to have your input about um how the menstrual cycle can impact on people's exercise and kind of what they should be thinking about in terms of planning the exercise for the month
2: cool yeah so I'm like, when I when um you suggested this topic um, I kind of almost meant to say, actually, can we change it a little bit? Because I I just find with the word exercise, it kind of also like ostracizes quite a lot yes. of people mm. when they think they about And I know you guys feel the same <laughs> as well. Um, and that kind of, you know, when you talk about exercise, like actually it's almost like why do you need to exercise? Why do we need to move? Or well, exercise, you know, has been created because we don't move enough day enough. to day. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. But actually, um, and I think that a lot of the um, data on um exercise in the menstrual cycle has come from athletes but mm-hmm. for me what i've noticed is actually a lot of parallels i was drawing from what i've been re- reading about and what i was understanding in the sports space but then seeing applications um about when women's bodies were under stress um in the perimenopause mm-hmm. and um and that's because you know with the hormonal changes there's more of them and um our needs change mm so um and that's where I think it's quite cool to look at you know actually what movements can we do to support ourselves, and what mm. exercise and how to move um is the most beneficial for kind of like body and mind mm-hmm. mm.
1: um
2: so yeah, we talked about um last time how um during our period um our hormones are quite low, and after our period, our hormones are low for a bit, but then they gradually um gradually um rise and um We didn't talk about how we feel during our period, but actually what is happening in the womb is that um, every month the lining of the womb thickens in response to oestrogen and progesterone. Um, And that lining um, is called the endometrium. So the endometrium thickens um, to make a bed um, for baby um, when um, conception um, occurs. Um, And our period is um, is the um, withdrawal of the hormones results in the loss of this lining. And what makes the lining, which is inflammatory markers. So actually, when we feel a bit yuck and a bit fluey, um, it's actually because, you know, there's positive inflammation going on in our bodies, in our womb. And our womb doubles in size um, before our period. Mm. Mm. So it makes sense, you know, at that stage of the cycle that we might feel a bit, um, not ourselves because we've got this going on in our body so then when we're talking about you know how can we kind of optimize movement I think it's about doing what feels right for you um and um at at this point it seems an opportunity to talk about iron levels as well Mm, yeah so what is like um what is iron and why do I care about it well um at normal period um actually um isn't clots and flooding so clots and flooding show um for me they're a marker of heaviness and that means that Mm -hmm. it's harder for our body to maintain that um that iron and the iron levels and the hemoglobin in in our body Mm -hmm. um and so I mean, I, we could probably just, you know, talk for an hour about this in itself. But in a nutshell, if you're losing a lot of blood, you're going to be having lower iron. So um, that's also going to make you feel a bit more unwell. But also the practicalities. Mm. If you've got really heavy bleeding, how on earth are you going to feel like going for a run or going to the gym or even going mm. to a public yoga class when you're worried about flooding? So then kind of you've got this mental stress as well.
1: Mm. So, um
2: mm.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we also there's some really we won't go into too much detail with it today, but there's some really interesting research that so I only became aware of a wee while ago around about how um you mentioned like how the, the heavy periods can cause low iron, but from what I understand, um, low iron can actually also make periods worse as well, because it affects mm. clotting, So it's a bit of a bi-directional relationship. Ah. So I think iron is really important and it's one of those things that I think, you know. Every woman should get checked, especially if they're getting heavy periods or they're getting significant fatigue, because it really can be a game changer getting iron levels to the level where you're actually, you know, that they're they're where they should be.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think that why I always talk about iron is because if we're then building on to talk about, you know, what different kinds of exercise to do, Mm. if you've got really heavy periods and here I am saying, well, you need to do some exercise, I'm almost setting you up to fail because you just feel so exhausted um uh, just kind of like I I always feel that you know we want to just kind of you know cover the bases rather than Mm. saying you need to do this. so yeah I'm really mindful of iron um Mm. and um using that time of the month as being kind of you know that active recovery so Mm. um and we can talk a little bit about why we need that active recovery too um
1: Mm.
2: yeah that would be great if you're happy to oh yeah we can um yeah we can um come on to it in a in a in a bit as well yeah, when we're talking yeah. about what um what the hormone what we're doing afterwards so um mm. after we've had our period and um, then um the estrogen and testosterone um starts to rise and um what estrogen does is it um it actually helps muscle and mm. helps motivation um and testosterone helps build muscle as well So Mm. um, this is like the um, kind of the follicular phase, um, the middle to late follicular phase before ovulation. So if we've got increasing levels of estrogen and testosterone, which are best for building muscle, to me, this says, well, actually, this is a time of the month where we need to maximize our body's opportunity for doing that. Mm. So if you are interested in HIIT training, this is where you've got the best metabolism, and we'll get the best results from doing it at this stage mm. of the month. Um, mm. And um, this is also where, if I'm um, looking at um, kind of developing women's routines, to be like, okay, right, no excuses. This <laughs> okay. stage of the month this is where <laughs> we're going to yeah, go hard. This is where you've got the routine. You don't need as much sleep at this point. You don't need. Mm. Um, um, you haven't got as many cravings. If you go to the gym and have um you know twenty to forty grams of protein within half an hour afterwards, your testosterone and your estrogen are going to help rebuild your muscles, and um, you're going to get the best um the best muscle and um, um, metabolic um, adaptations. Mm. so really focusing on the strength strength training and the more kind of
0: intense stuff and the uh-huh. first two first two weeks of the cycle you're saying
2: yep yep after period yep. for the next yeah for the next kind of week and um, and um then um, we ovulate, and we talked in the last podcast about how estrogen drops quite a bit. So actually, mm. some women, particularly in perimenopause, may notice a little bit of a drop in mood at this point um, as well, um, before mm. the um, before the period because estrogen's dropping. So mm. I often talk about a couple of things here. One, um, just understanding that um, you know you might feel a little bit down, but also if you're um, a type of person that you know movement kind of you know fills your bucket, and um, movement makes you feel better. What kind of movements is that? Is it that you need to go for um, a walk to a bench and sit down? Um, is it that you need to, you know, stand on the sand with no shoes on to really look at your balance and get those senses mm. kind of, you know, those senses activated? Um, mm. Is it that you need to do an extra hit training session? Because that's mentally what you need, even if your body's mm. saying... Physically, um, you know, the science doesn't say you need to do it. I think it's about, you know, those two things, the physical benefits and the psychological ones as well.
0: Mm, So doing more intuitive exercise in that kind of second half Mm. of your cycle and listening to your body and kind of going, okay, we we know movement is great, but rather than following like a strict, you must do this type of exercise each day going, you know, what type of what type of movement do I feel well with? um, What helps my body and what am I not going to overdo it and end up, you know, injuring myself or feeling worse with (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. So Mm. you've got this slight drop, potentially pre-ovulation, like um, Mm. mid-cycle. And then some women find that they pick up a little bit again afterwards um, Mm. before their estrogen levels and their progesterone really picks up. So, you know, once again, like you said, just intuitive. So making the Mm. most of it. Um, And then um, that kind of pre-period. So um, going back to evolution again, what we need is we need carbohydrates. We need rest. We need energy to be able to prepare our body for a pregnancy. So therefore, Mm. from a training perspective, actually, it's really important to eat enough carbohydrates. Um, Mm. Some women, um, if we don't eat enough carbohydrates, actually, um, women can stop ovulating.
0: Mm. Um, Yeah. And and we we tech- do actually see this fairly often in people mm. that are hitting the gym, hitting the gym really hard, trying to lose weight and cutting out carbohydrates, and it can play complete havoc with your menstrual cycle.
2: Mm, mm, yeah, definitely, and not just because of them not having enough fuel or over exercising, mm. but because of the carbohydrate kind of thing. Mm, the carbohydrates carbohydrate, specifically. yeah, and carbohydrates are, are as a women, there are brains first fuel, mm. particularly in the perimenopause. Yep, um, yep.
0: No. It, Yeah. No. So
2: yes, it's really really interesting. The, um, one of, um, a couple of other things, there's, um, some, um, studies being done on, um, rehabilitation for women, um, post knee injury, um, with one of the really, um, kind of a common um, knee injury from the anterior cruciate ligament. So I'm mm-hmm. um, not going to go too much into what the injury actually is, but the really super cool thing is that they're randomizing women to train and do physio exercises within their cycle. So oh, then wow. doing, That's super really cool. cool, eh? Really yeah. cool. Um and it just, you know, it makes sense with what we've talked about, you know, any rehab, any um any goals that you're trying to do, when is your body most conducive for um, mm. you know, making those changes? Um mm.
0: That's and, very cool. And yeah. Yeah. And so in terms of like, so we've talked about the strength, strength and kind of hip training, the more intense stuff. And like you said, trying to optimize that around your cycle, which for most women will often be that, you know, after the period finishes in that week or so leading up to ovulation and then potentially continuing it the rest of the way through. But just being mindful that, you know, your hormones you may, you may not enjoy it so much or you may not recover so quickly and you're not going to build quite as much muscle. Um, and then if we talk about, obviously, so cardio, so people that, in particular, runners and things like that, um, what's the research on that around, you know, whether it needs to be, whether the kind of the cardio, especially the higher-end stuff, needs to be adapted at different times of your cycle? Do you know much about that?
2: I think it, well, it goes back to the same principles as before. I think, you know, actually, mm. what do you, um, you know, what do runners need? Um, it's not just about cardio. They need to have that good balance that good core mm. and when yep. can you get those biggest gains it is mm. um, kind of looking at your cycle but actually um you know we get those biggest gains is because we're looking at what other strengths we can get in other parts of the cycle too so mm. um, it, that's why you do need like every stage of the cycle to get those maximal kind of gains in mm. that um, in that follicular phase um, and um, i think um, you know with um um our um, kind of longer distance runners actually you know in um the luteal phase and premenstrual um it's harder to stay fluid balanced so more likely to become mm. dehydrated um our heart yep. rate actually changes a little bit as well our sleep requirements change and mm. um, even our lung function changes um oh, well. and so there's um studies looking at heart rate variability through the menstrual cycle um Mm. in athletes um, and how that changes throughout the month as well and that feeds into them perimenopause um Mm. so it's actually like really super complex so
0: intriguing eh? yeah really
2: intriguing yeah Yeah. um yeah um but what i often do is kind of um there's an app called fitter woman Mm f-i-t-r women um which has really basic kind of um facts um for each stage of the menstrual cycle so um oh, okay. yeah and and um, it goes through like um as four stages so um first week second week third week and fourth week and in each stage what kind of um, exercises you'll get the most gains with and um, what to look out for for nutrition what cravings you might and um, you might have and um, related to what your body's needs are and um food and brain health as well um, and mm. I think if we can kind of I often just um when women are starting to be interested in, in in this use that as a bit of a tool and then actually after a while you just end up not needing it and um, because mm. you just know that's a tune in the back, feel- yeah yeah, it, yeah, yeah what a great
0: resource yeah we'll, Sam, we'll look at that website pe- and the podcast comments too as well
2: yeah does it have a period yeah. tracker in it too does it does it puzzle, have a period yeah. tracker in it yeah yeah, yeah. do, do um, you have
1: any other apps that you really like to use in terms of tracking cycle or cycle um support or is that the oh, main one
2: that you suggest to um, that's a good one then um the IAPMD website have got a good one as well um mm-hmm. which um Helps for kind of with premenstrual syndrome and um, Mm -hmm. premenstrual dysphoric disorder and about symptom well-being. Yeah, balance is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, there's an artificial AI one, um, complete Mm -hmm. mind blank of what it's called. Um
0: mm. and I think I think Femi.co are starting to do a lot around this area mm. as well, aren't they? Like female yeah. athletes and cycles, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. So is that the yeah. other thing I'd add in with it with the carbohydrates as well is um, you know, we talk about I think people get quite scared of carbs, but we always mm. talk about like, especially with those carbohydrates in the last stage of your cycle is trying to focus on getting really good quality carbohydrates, which is like the whole grains and things, because we do also know that if, you know, often sugar cravings tend to kick in around then, but sometimes they can actually make things worse. And so like those refined carbs that have got a, you know, big head of glucose, but not a lot of fiber or other things to sustain us. Um, and uh, Even though we crave them, they're not necessarily the best thing. So trying to focus on getting those really good quality carbohydrates that, you know, feed our brain, feed our body, but also keep blood sugar levels stable because that can impact on things like, you know, mood and sleep and bloating as well.
2: Oh yeah absolutely and also our insulin um, sensitivity changes as mm, well. And exactly that yeah and then it's also, a you know, whole
0: secret topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah but just understanding that you know the ups and downs can be more pronounced and if you can yeah. use some like fuel and nutrition to kind of support that. Um, mm. and just can kind of really understand helpful. and link into your cycle and, and work, work mm. with your body rather than against it. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool so um
1: that, that's been really interesting I've been very quiet in this podcast I've just been listening and <laughs> soaking it all in <laughs> some more episodes I think <laughs> yeah you've got so much information it was really yeah um, it's amazing I, I love learning about this topic and I hopefully um our listeners are taking some points away and we'll definitely put those resource apps um on the show notes so people can tap into that mm. too um j- just in terms of like your main points uh what would you how would you summarize today's talk in terms of what women should be thinking about if they've just started to get interested in this topic Mm. and your top um, tips
2: um, make it easy for yourself do yeah. what kind of fits for you um and bearing in mind that we've talked about how stress and well-being can affect hormones that it's building mm. in that buffer for each month it changes mm. um and I often um bring it back to you know it's say we say with natural family planning so using your cycle to as contraception to not get pregnant it takes six months So Mm -hmm. it is part of a journey um, and you can't expect to kind of get the answers straight away. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also adapting what you do. So, you know, actually, as babies, our bodies make colostrum. Um, so really, you know, high fat milk, um, for newborn babies, cause that's what we need. Well, actually, mm. um, our needs change throughout our life. So teenagers, we make sure they have lots of iron and lots of carbohydrates because mm. they're really active. Well, actually it kind of in our reproductive, late reproductive, and then perimenopause our, our needs change. So we need to kind of adapt our exercise and we also need to adapt our fueling to get the most mm. gains. And as women, you know, we did that without even thinking about it earlier on in life, but now with societal demands family being a mum we kind of forget to look at what do we need um mm. and um I think that's another you know another really big thing that we have the skills we we can adapt we just it's not in our radar radar, radar to think mm. about
0: it so ra- raising awareness I think is key and then mm. being kind to yourself and also like you said just starting to tune into your body a wee bit and listening to the signals that you're getting rather mm. than feeling like you need to follow like a, a set rigid plan that may not necessarily work for you and your cycle
1: Mm-hmm. And when when you're talking about tracking, sorry, I know we're wrapping up, but you mentioned apps. Like, is that the best way that you would suggest people do that, or do you recommend like um, other kind of testing um, in terms of cycle changes?
2: I do whatever sits right with my patient, and I kind yeah. of kind of get a feel of you know what 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 floats their boat what's their life like what's their routine like Mm -hmm. um for some people it's about writing down only like the real highs or the real lows for others it's about writing down everything for some it's you know it based for others it's just plain paper based Mm -hmm. but I really try it to be whatever we're logging every bit of information needs to be some form of either positive or negative clues to help with that journey so I really try Mm -hmm. and not um not have it too rigid
1: Mm,
0: not having it too which i think again it's great yeah
2: it's been amazing fam thank you so much
0: i think we've we've gotten lots out of that and hopefully our listeners have too um your absolute wealth of knowledge so we'd love to have you back on to talk particularly i think around perimenopause because that's such a huge Mm -hmm. topic so maybe we can um maybe we can convince you to come back and do some more episodes on that in future
2: (laughs) Ah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I um, I think, like, I haven't even talked about, like, pelvic health and sex with... Mm. Um, oh, I know. And so I'm like, oh, no, with mood true. that relates yeah. and with <laughs> exercise yeah. that relates to that as well and continence and, Which yeah. yeah. Lots of
0: bite-sized pieces, much. Much. I think. <laughs> 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 yeah. Love it. Oh, Thanks thank
2: so much. Thank 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 you. much. I'll be sharing so much it with
0: my, on, my patients. <laughs> yeah, we will be too. Our pleasure. Thank, thank you so much for, for um taking the time to talk to us again today and hope you have a lovely rest of your day.
2: You too. See you then. Thanks, Thank nice
0: you. See ya. You. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Your Lifestyle Medics podcast. If you know of anyone who might also like to listen, you'd do us a huge favour by sharing it with them. And if you've enjoyed today, please check out our website dubdubdub where you'll find resources, well-being info workshops and courses plus a members area you can try for just a dollar and while you're there don't forget to sign up to our newsletter where we send you free recipes health tips and much more we can't wait for you to join us on your journey to better health today